Can we just talk about the fact that the success that we want in our businesses, in our careers, financially, so much of it is really around how we set ourselves up before we actually sit down at a desk. Today, I'm talking with my amazing friend, Rebecca Cafiero. Rebecca and I met a few months ago. We were both speaking at the same conference, and I just instantly knew I had to know her. We we had to connect. We were just instantly like, yes, she is an amazing seven-figure entrepreneur who is killing it in her business. And both of us, our personalities, we love talking about business. I mean, it's our favorite thing to talk about. And yet, so fascinating is going to be how this conversation actually ends up taking this focus on how we set ourselves up to begin with before we ever sit down at the desk so that we can have the confidence we need to make the big moves, to have the trust in ourselves that what we're going after is going to work, can work, that when things don't work out, we can pick ourselves back up. You know, being a business owner, it is an emotional roller coaster. Let's just be so clear. There are highs and there are lows. And when we truly learn how to set ourselves up to be more effective, to feel more powerful, to have more confidence, then we're going to get out of the lows faster. We're going to stay in the highs longer, and we're going to create more of them because we're in a place that is ready to do it. So without anything else, let's jump in and listen to this conversation. Welcome to the Balancing Busy Podcast, where I help time-starved business owners cut their hours without losing income, dropping the ball with clients, or hurting the customer experience. I'm your host, Leah Remelay. Since 2009, I've built six and seven-figure income streams while working part-time hours. This is possible and you are capable, so let's jump in. Rebecca, thank you so much for being on the Balancing Busy podcast. I'm so excited for us to have this conversation today. I am so excited to be here. From the moment I sat next to you in your adorable eyelet dress, I was like, oh, I have a new bestie. And I didn't <laughs> I even know that I was going to see you speak like 30 minutes later. I felt the same way. I was like, oh, we we are meant to be. I was so excited. Okay, so we have very similar personalities, and I want to just jump right in because a lot of women can relate to this. We are both go-getters. We are fiery. We are determined. We have a tendency to say yes to way too many things. You know, we have this attitude of like, oh yeah, you said I can't? You just watch, watch and see, right? So in thinking about this, our personalities are almost non-congruent with being balanced, with sitting still. So how do you find that ability to keep the balance when so much of who you are is like, what else can we do? Oh my goodness. This, I love this question. Um, so a couple things come up. Number one is what is our kryptonite is also our superpower. Mm. And I think the reason that we, you know, the, you and I, again, even though that we just met a couple of months ago, why we both have like pursued this, this ongoing mission of like, how can I be more impactful, more productive, like more present is because it is so challenging for us 
But we also are wired in a way that's like, we love a challenge. So we are, and, and I don't know about you, but I, I feel like I'm my own like best personal improvement project, like the personal yes. development to me, like people are like space is infinite. I'm like, I'm infinite, like delving into myself, like understanding myself better. Um, and, and the thing about balance is that whenever I always say, whenever you feel like you've got it figured out, especially raising children, things are about to change. Oh, it's so true. It's like, if you feel like things are going good, watch out mama, because something is about to rock. So, oh, I'm, I agree with that. Okay. So this idea of I'm infinite, I feel very much that way as well, where I have, I just have this belief that I can do anything, right? Like I'm like, why not? Why not me? And it wasn't always like that. And there are moments when it's not like that, because just like everybody else, there are moments when you think something is going to work. It's going to go amazing. And it just, doesn't. And you're left going, what in the heck happened? Tell me how you pick yourself up from those times. Tell me what it feels like for you when those times happen, like what the reality is, because I do have the moments where I I feel the same way, like I am infinite. And I also have the moments where I'm like, I suck. (laughs) And so I want everyone to know that and kind of see what that looks like and manifests as. I think it's important to, I mean, I want to use the word cycle, especially we're women, right? We have, we have hormonal cycles, you know, we have like literal cycles, we have cycles in our, in our, not only in our physical bodies and our emotional selves. And so these cycles are very normal. And I can tell you, I mean, this is, we're, we're sitting here, it's middle of July in March, I had two months that were unbelievably challenging from health. I got, I was, I got sick. I got mono pneumonia, strep throat. But even before that, I was like, who am I? Like I was going through this kind of identity crisis while things looked really good from the outside. And it, it was one of those points that I've, I've experienced this in different ways many times where I'm like, have I peaked? Like is the best behind me? And that is usually a time that there's a shift, there's an evolution that's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And what it was for me is, is the end of 2022, I had committed to creating more sustainability in my life, more spaciousness, which as a Enneagram 7, as a generator, um, as someone who loves to say yes, I'm really good at packing in more than most people can, you know, like in a year, or like 10 years yes. of stuff. Like, How are you doing this? Do you sleep? And, you know, and I said, I think you have the same short sleep gene I do. And I'm like, I don't sleep as much as most people. Um, but, you know, the kind of the moral of the story is, is that at the end of the year, I committed to that. And January and February, I was doing all of this work, but I wasn't seeing the results yet. And by March, you know, someone that likes to get fast results, like most people, I'm like, I've, you know, spent tens of thousands of dollars. I'm like 90 days in and I am still overwhelmed. I had, a, I had an employee that left as well. And so I was kind of like doing two jobs at once. And... I was, I was in the thick of it. And I find that those like wall kicking times, those times that we have like the most doubt, two things happen. It's usually right before we're about to have massive expansion. If we lean in and don't give up. Yes. Because it would be totally normal to be like, you know what? Maybe this isn't for me. I remember I was like, maybe I should shut my business down. I have a six figure a month business with a team. And I was like, maybe this is just too hard. And what ended up happening is I realized and this is what usually happens is in those times, we often don't do the things that actually put us into growth in the first place. So I looked and I was like, you know what? I'm not moving my body every day. I'm 
not necessarily, I'm not doing like the, the practices, which for me are like breath work, um, some journaling, you know, movement. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to look like three hours long of stuff. It could be like 40 minutes total, but I wasn't doing the things that always put me energetically and in my mindset in a place where growth and expansion is possible. And so I was going into retraction. And I wasn't leaning in and like asking for help and asking for accountability. I was like in that, just that kind of sorry for myself state. And so I always say like, we're going to go through that shit. It, like it's going to happen, but we have to choose like, how long are we going to be in it? And do we want to stay there and sulk and mope and what was me? Um, and I will say even some of my like dearest friends who are the people that I should have been reaching out to because they were like, they were in their high of their cycle, right? They were in like, I am everything and everything is possible. And I was sitting over here going, ah, um, the the long and short answer is know that if you can stay, if you can, if you can grow through it instead of go through it, there's something unbelievable on the other side, but also like, what do you need to go back to that has consistently worked for you? Because often we think we need to do something new. And this is the same in business. We're like, oh, we need to go do something new because it's not working. It's like, actually, we probably got away from the basics. We probably got away from our non-negotiables. That is so true. And I see that in others as I'm working with clients. But I also have felt that in my own life so many times. When I really stop and look, I've gone away from those non-negotiables. I've gone away from the things probably that brought me joy, the things that were lighting me up, that were inspiring me. So I want to go back for a second, and I want to go back to this idea of so often when right before we're getting to that corner, it's going to feel really hard, really uncomfortable, really uncertain. And What would you say for the person who's maybe there and they're like, but how do you know when you're supposed to stop because it really isn't working versus when you need to push just a little bit further because truly you are, you are a corner away from turning and seeing and having everything open up and expand for you? So. I think that one is you're not going to solve the problem with the same brain that got you into it or the same the same mindset. So you need to like get, step outside of yourself, which can be very challenging to do, especially if you don't have a habit of it. Um, and and really, I think that's stepping into like intuition. So for me, when I'm feeling I mean, what it, what we're describing is massive overwhelm, right? Yeah. So you could have like small overwhelm on a daily basis because just stuff goes wrong, or you can have massive overwhelm when when you're in a situation that you feel defeated yeah. and. And so I'll just say like, it's the same antidote. It's just the bigger dose depending on the bigger problem. But for me, it's like a three-step. Um, I used to call this the action formula, but I think it's like really the overwhelm antidote is probably what I need to coin it. And, and the number one thing is to literally step away. So for me, that usually looks like like, I need to get out of my office, which is the place that, you know, is making me feel stressed out as I'm looking at emails and my to-do list and all of these things. And it might just be as simple as like going and getting my feet on the grass, or if I'm dealing with a major problem, it's like, I might need a day, a 24-hour day as a mom away from everything in my life. I need to be out of my house because, yes, while there's comfort there, there's also routine and there's commitment and there's obligation. So I've, like, checked myself into a hotel before. Or, like, I, I, I love Carmel as, um, like, a little beach area by us, about an hour and a half away. I like go down to Carmel. You know, obviously, I communicate this to my husband. And <laughs> she really like, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm like, you know, no, I don't just like peace out. Like, oh, I'll see you in two days, buddy. Um, but it's just getting out of that situation physically and emotionally because you're just going to continue to spin if you don't. Agreed. And you're not thinking your best work. You're you're really not. You you're no longer at your best. So the more you try to force yourself to stay in it and grind through it because you believe I just need to get to the other side, you're not as effective. So truly stepping away is going to get you excited to come back and give you some new ideas and some new thoughts. And if you're like, I'm not excited, then you need to step away longer. Like you might just need to be further, further away. It's the reason we're creative. Like I just got back from vacation. It's the reason we're creative on vacation, right? Yes. It's because we're out of our normal routine. We're out of our normal situation. The other thing I'd say is like in that, in that first part is stepping away into nature is always going to be more helpful. And you know, whether that's a hike or a walk or whatever that is. So that's number one. Number two is, and this just works for me because usually overwhelm is because I feel like there's a million things that I feel like I'm juggling a million balls and I'm dropping things. Mm -hmm. So I just like to do a brain dump, like get it all out of my head, close all the browsers, get it onto a piece of paper. And then what I do is I look at like, all right, I thought I had 5,000 things going on. There's actually 50 and 20 of those are related to the same project or the same problem. And so when you start to kind of clump them into categories, you can start seeing like, actually this isn't 50 things. There's like five things that are really bothering right now. Um, And then the third thing is like, what is the one area or the one thing that is causing the most overwhelm? Or what if I finish it will bring me the most relief or joy? Because typically there's something we're procrastinating on that needs to just get taken care of. Because even if we're still in productivity, if that thing is weighing on us, it is like draining us of our energy. It is draining us of our joy. It could be the difficult conversation. It could be the letting someone go, like whatever that is, right? Um, so that's the, the 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 three things. That's you know, getting out of the situation, getting into nature, doing a brain dump so you can really see like what is actually true here. And then number three is like picking and committing to the one thing that is going to actually get you out of the situation. I love that. And and I I agree completely. We have an episode, I think it's episode 41, um, how to do a brain dump when your brain is at capacity. And I talk through how I use the brain dump coupled with the Eisenhower matrix to really help me see where I actually should focus and what's actually going to get me that what you were saying is that third thing, right? What is the big thing that's actually going to bring relief? And then once the we, frog. <laughs> yes, I know. Isn't that, I was thinking the same thing, eat the frog. Once we tackle that, that weight that's sitting on us is often so relieved. And I frequently with this, I'm looking for What's overwhelming me? But sometimes I'm also connecting and recognizing where am I feeling guilt? And I don't look at guilt as a bad thing. I look at guilt as a compass. Often guilt is helping me course correct. It's helping me recognize I am doing something. I'm something in my actions is not in alignment with who I really am and how I really see myself. And so, you know, maybe all of this overwhelm is also because I'm. I'm worried about a lot of work stuff, but I'm also thinking about something at home. Maybe it's, you know, and I have no idea what's for dinner and I haven't grocery shopped and I haven't. And so recognizing being able to first, I will often ask myself, what is the simplest way to accomplish this? 
when we're in overwhelm, adding 500 extra steps is never going to serve us. So I look for what is the simplest, fastest way I can accomplish this. And so as I'm looking at all the things and maybe I'm recognizing that uh, we haven't been having dinner as a family and I'm stressed about that I have no plan for tonight as well. And so I look at that and I'm like, okay, run to Instacart, get on Costco, pre-made dinners. We're going to be having, you know, those kits that they have. There we go. Next three nights taking care of her. Whatever it might look like where we can find that that way to simplify and get ease. So what do you need to do to create space? Oh, yes, absolutely. So as we're looking at trying to spend more time in those feelings of I can do it. I am capable and less time in those feelings of doubt and fear and insecurity. What are your biggest things that you do that bring you into feeling that, that sense of empowerment? So I think when we're in that overwhelm, you know, doing that first thing we talked about, that thing that's going to move us forward, that creates momentum. Yes. Sometimes there are times, I mean, I look back to like when I was a kid and, you know, I like to keep my room clean, but occasionally if I didn't take care of things, like it would pile up. Like sometimes we need to do a cleanup. We need to do a cleanup yeah. and that that's going to be just like digging in, like getting stuff taken care of. Um, and then what I like to do, so a couple of things to like stay in that positive place is, well, actually there's two that I can really think of is number one is like rebuilding the confidence in yourself. And it's actually self-trust, right? Because usually when we're overwhelmed, we have lost trust in ourselves. Either we haven't kept our word to ourselves or, and sometimes the word isn't like, oh, I've let other people down. Maybe I let myself down. I didn't prioritize myself or whatever it is. So what can I do? Like you said, that's small to reprioritize that, to start to shift that mindset of, of who I am. I, I was really off, like I said, my workout schedule for, for long enough that it started to change my identity. Like maybe I'm not a person that moves daily. And then the starting is, challenging. And so I was like, you know yeah. what? what can I do? Like, it doesn't have to be perfect. So I had downloaded the sweat app. It's like a, an, an old school, like the BBG app. And while I was on vacation, I just was like, I'm going to commit every day to do this. Ideally, like before I have gelato. Um, and <laughs> today I was, I think today was my 12th or 13th day in a row. And some days are, are, are recovery and stretching, but it was like, what do I need to do to like, just rebuild that promise to myself so that I believe in myself. And, and it doesn't have to be related to the area you're struggling because you can let I agree. That. And I think that's important to notice, right? I think a lot of times the area we're struggling is where we keep focusing, but we can start building up strength within us around almost fortifying ourselves with other things, right? Oh, I am a person who serves others, who works out, who pays attention to what I'm grateful for, who whatever it is, but these other things. And I, and I don't think we can underestimate the power of personal development in the form of getting into a great podcast episode, getting into a great book or a great YouTube video that fires you up, that gets you feeling like, oh yeah, there is goodness, there is potential, there is power and I can harness that. I am powerful myself. So I think those can be really helpful too. Well, look at what you're consuming in every way. And so again, I, I just got back from vacation on Monday or Sunday, Saturday night. And so I was like, okay, how do I feel so good about my week knowing I'm going to be going into like a ton of emails, right? 
going to feel behind, right? I'm going to feel behind and I know that's going to happen. So what can I do? And I was like, all right, well, the first thing is deleting Netflix and Amazon Prime off of my phone. So I'm not, because, you know, on vacation, I'm like, I can watch something in bed at night. Like, I don't care about my my good habits as yep. much. It's like, okay, like, let's let's make sure that we're doing the positive thing. Let's wake up and listen to the podcast or the audio book. You know, let's, whatever I need that is going to support me feeling the way that I want to feel. And it's usually, if we ask it, if we ask ourselves that, instead of saying what is good or bad, because I know, like, I will rebel against what I feel obligated to do. But if I say, what would support how I want to feel tomorrow? What does that look like? It comes from a less personally bossy or judgmental place. Mm -hmm. It's more of like, how do I set myself up for success? Um, The other thing, and this has been something that I just have really started to adopt in the last couple of months um, when I started to understand my human design is not agreeing to things that involve time or money for 24 hours. Because mm-hmm. as a generator, as someone that I'm like, no, I, I intuitively, I want to do it. Well, yeah, I'm a seven. I need ultimate, you know, I need ultimate freedom. I need ultimate possibility. But I often create the overwhelm because I've said yes to everything. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't always work for me. That doesn't work for my family. So about 60 days ago, I adopted this new rule where if it's anything that involves an hour or more or more of time, really any time, or $500 or more, I will just say, let me get back to you on that. Let me get back to you. And that has created so much spaciousness because it gives me the time to create, it gives me the discernment to decide, is this really for me? Or am I doing this because I call it like my my absolute heck no reasons, which are, it's a good idea because I can or because I should. If I'm not called to something, you know, if you think about this in a shopping way, it's like, if I go to Nordstrom Rack and I load up the cart, I'm going to leave everything I want at the front on like layaway or whatever you call it and decide how much do I really want it? Is it worth going back 24 hours later? Yeah. So doing that same thing. And that creates the discernment. So we're not packing our schedules. We're not packing our lives with things that sound like a good idea in the moment, but ultimately don't create the spaciousness for who we want to be, which is also what we want to do. I think one of the biggest things I'm hearing over and over is embracing and making your motivation space, spaciousness, right? In, in every area. And when we make our motivation spaciousness, then whether it's a people pleaser tendency or it is a fear of missing out or it is whatever it is that might get us into trouble, we're going to be able to better be equipped to check in with ourselves and say, wait, but is this going to create more spaciousness in my life? And really balance, we're all going to always be busy, right? Like there's no, there there are a lot of things in our lives. So there's not too often that we don't feel really busy, but what we're wanting is more spaciousness, more white space between the things, between all, all those, those balls that we're juggling or hats that we're wearing. And so I just love this idea of like embrace white space, embrace the spaciousness, embrace giving yourself permission. Well, it's the healthiest thing. If you think about like if, if our goal is making more money, right? That is something that. <laughs> I mean, it's, we always want to make money. We always want to create impact, right? We want abundance, but that's a very dangerous goal because yeah. it's a nonstop treadmill. Yes. But when you look at more spaciousness, I, I just was on a call with a client and she has um, a, a son that ha- is, um, um, has developmental challenges. And so she's like, 
she was told when, when her son was born, she's like that by their doctor, you will never reach like your professional kind of full potential because of your child. She's like, I have four hours a day. That is my time. She can't outwork her problems. So she's like, how can I create so much discernment, so much spaciousness that I can have my time, have my work time and be able to support my son? You know, and I think what, especially moms, like we can all understand even when, yes. you know, There's never enough of us to go around. So if we look at how can I create more spaciousness for myself, the people that actually need me, not where I produce a need of me, Mm -hmm. which there is, that is a total difference because it's really easy to create need, to produce need and to actually deprioritize the people and things that truly need us the most. Mm. Yes. So good. This conversation has been so amazing. Oh, I love you. Thank you so much for being of course. <laughs> for being on the podcast and with me. Um, I'm so excited for this to get shared. Uh, any last thoughts that you would want to leave and tell everybody how they can connect with you? Yes. I, I think just giving yourself permission that you're an evolving human being, mm. right? And and that the more that we are open and welcome evolution. And yes, I mean, going back to like what works, but that is going to change. I think that's so important is like, how am I evolving? How, who do I want to become? And, and, you know, I love the fact that like, we've been talking for 30 minutes. We haven't talked about business, which I'm obsessed with. We haven't talked about visibility. We both aren't. <laughs> but, but, you know, like this morning when I got up and, and did my workout and listened to my podcast and did breath work in the sauna and all of those things, I do all of those things before I get into my business because whatever your priorities are, yes, you being right with you in whatever that looks like, having that time to feel spaciousness, to feel inspired, motivated, whatever those things are that you desire to feel and live before you get into the do, 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 because the do, do, do will never go away. Right. Right. But when we focus on how can we be more of who we want to be, that solves the problems before we even create them. And how, mm-hmm. how you can find me, I mean, social media, um, Rebecca Cafiero. And then, you know, for those of you out there that are, that are business owners or, um, you know, I mean, female CEOs, I have, which we didn't talk about PR, but I have some pitch templates. If you are, if you have a mission and you want to get more visibility to that mission to, be able to share your message. I mean, like you do on every single podcast episode, you know, share value. I've got some great pitch, pitch templates for podcast and I'm about to launch season five of my podcast, which I, you were going to be on. Um, but yeah, download the pitch templates at Rebecca Cafiero. And it also, if you want to speak or you want to just, just get more visibility. And I think everyone deserves the visibility of putting the megaphone or the microphone to their message and, you know, putting a spotlight on their brilliance. Mm, agreed. And it's, her her templates she's talking about are amazing we'll make sure we have them in the show notes so that you can click over and and peek at everything because it's so good oh rebecca thank you so much thank you